At photographycourse.net, you'll be able to swap your expertise with other photographers, make light instead of wishing for it, expand your portfolio, and receive feedback from professionals, all of which will develop your artistic eye. Photographycourse.net offers an abundance of premium courses and challenges for participants at every stage of their journey, from technical settings for portrait photography, to landscape composition tricks, to how to start your own photography business, we have everything you need to start shooting confidently. You can work at a pace that suits you. Our 52-week project challenge will provide you with the educational resources, encouragement, and support that you need to take great photographs every week. You can join us at any time as our themes are evergreen. You can also start by shooting every day and learning something new with our 365 Days of Photography course. Led by an industry expert who has mentored over 10,000 students, this course will help you take your photography skills to the next level with daily, bite-sized videos. Throughout the process of learning, you'll have access to a community that will provide you with inspiration and motivation. Get encouragement from other photographers every single day. Our current limited time offer comes with a special discount code exclusive to the listeners of this podcast. Get 50% off your first year as a premium member. Claim this discount by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST. Come join photographycourse.net and capture more than just a moment. Hello everyone, my name is Taya and I'm the host of Great Big Photography World Podcast, where we interview notable photographers in the industry, give advice on a wide variety of topics, and provide tips for beginners and professionals alike. In this episode, I speak with portrait photographer Serena Bolton. Serena specializes in many subgenres of portrait photography, including weddings, families, business, and more. We talk about how you can help your clients feel more comfortable in front of the camera, how Serena got into photography with the help of India and its culture, and much more. Please enjoy. We have an amazing community at photographycourse.net where you can meet new people, receive constructive criticism, join photography contests, and much more. In our community, you'll also find a 52-week project that will provide you with weekly educational videos and challenges to help you improve your skills on a regular basis. This is an amazing opportunity for you to not only enhance your skills, but also grow your network and have a wholesome experience as a photographer. We're so inspired by the amazing photographs that our members post every day. When you join our community, you'll be able to make new friends and share your progress with a passionate group of people. None of this would be possible without our members' support, so we're very grateful. In order to keep things running, we're offering exclusive membership plans that will give you access to every part of our community and our premium courses. Use the discount code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD to get 50% off your first year as a member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join and use the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD without any spaces to claim your discount. Hi, Serena. Welcome to Great Big Photography World Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, Taya. It's great to be here. Thank you for asking me. My name's Serena Bolton, and I'm based in London. I love your portfolio. It's so diverse. It's one of the most diverse portfolios I've ever come across, actually, because there are so many different sections. It's weddings and families and headshots just a whole list of beautiful genres. So I really look forward to speaking with you about all of that and how you got into photography. But before we start, what camera equipment do you use? 
I'm a Canon photographer, and currently I use two Canon 5D Mark III bodies. And as a portrait photographer, my absolute favourite lens is the 85mm 1.2. And on my other body, I tend to keep the 28 to 70mm lens 2.8. But the 85mm is my absolute go-to for portrait photography. That's great. I think the 85mm is definitely outstanding, especially in portrait photography. That beautiful blur, that beautiful focus, it just creates a stunning effect. It's perfect for photos of people. It's gorgeous, isn't it? I mean, I I think there's nothing like it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I completely agree. Your real passion for photography was awakened while you were traveling in India at the age of 18. Was there anything specific that sparked that passion? Well, I studied photography when I was at school and used to spend quite a lot of time in the darkroom. So there was always a sort of an interest in photography. And then when I went um, backpacking around India at the age of 18, I just had my mind, my eyes sort of blown open. It's such an incredibly visual, vibrant, colourful place, India. And I just wanted to capture it as much as possible. So I used to spend a lot of time drawing people and gathering a crowd of people around me and then photographing them. And it was just a really wonderful way of sort of holding the moment and capturing this incredible, colourful place. That sounds amazing. And I completely understand that. I think when you travel or even if you just move to a completely different country with a completely different culture, then you are so starstruck by everything. Everything is so different and it can really boost your inspiration. It's amazing that you were able to experience that in India. That's really cool. I know. And I completely fell totally madly in love with India and came back and studied Indian history of art. And it sort of sparked not only a love of photography, but of travel too. So I then started traveling quite a lot around the world and always had my camera with me. That's incredibly exciting. And you study art history and fine art sculpture as well. How has your artistic background affected your photography? So when I studied sculpture at art school, I used to make these quite conceptual sculptures out of coloured cloth in conjunction with other materials as portraiture. And then I would photograph them. So it was the photograph that became the end art work. And then I'd dismantle the sculpture, remake it, photograph it. And that sort of, again, led to sort of development of photography. But I guess my love of art and living in London, where there's just a plethora of exhibitions and I'm a very visual person. So I love to go and look at art and see photographic exhibitions. And and a lot of the old masters were like Vermeer and Piero La Francesca, Rembrandt. They sort of inspire my visuals and give me ideas. And I sort of feel that when I'm working, as a sort of subconscious background, they sort of influence my work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that completely makes sense. I think when you expose yourself to different artists as a photographer, even if those artists aren't necessarily photographers themselves, then you open up a whole new world of inspiration. And I've I've definitely found a lot of inspiration in paintings and even sketches. There's just something about that visual side of things. And I think it's just something a lot of photographers can relate to because we are so visual. Yes. And it's not necessarily photographers that need to influence. It's just people that sort of creatives and looking at art sort of stimulates the imagination. 
Exactly. After discovering your passion for photography, when and how did you start building your own business? So my business really started when I had kids. Before having children, I was working with interior designers, doing up show houses and creating lots of sort of artwork. And when I had my kids, I wanted to be at home. And I sort of found myself just wanting to capture every single moment of what they were doing, you know, when they started crawling or turning or walking. And I just became sort of completely obsessive about capturing them. And then that led to my friends saying, oh, will you capture my kids? So I've sort of became a mum with a camera. And then it sort of took on from there that friends would then sort of say, well, can you come and take portraits of me for business? And it was at the beginning of sort of websites. So a lot of headshots for websites sort of grew. So it started really very much organically. And initially, I didn't charge anything. And then gradually, I started charging. And then friends of friends would ask me. So my business very much grew word of mouth initially. And then I started doing sort of weddings and events and then working for party planners and event planners. And so I did that for quite a few years Yeah, and it just sort of really sort of took off organically. And I've now found myself as that I do work in lots of genres. I sometimes find that some photographers, they concentrate on headshots or weddings or family. And I'm very much a generalist, which very much suits my character. I'm a very curious person. And I like the variety of all the different genres of photography that I do from headshots, corporate work, personal branding, family events, weddings. I do I don't do as many weddings and events nowadays as I used to because I'm mainly concentrating on portraiture. Really interesting. Word of mouth. I think that's incredibly powerful. Even today with SEO and social media, it's important obviously to focus on those as well. But if you have connections and those connections need a photographer, then that can really help you build your business. You said that when you initially started, you didn't charge anything. Is this something you would recommend to beginners in photography? Should they immediately start charging or should they maybe offer a few free sessions at first? Generally, I recommend, I'm I'm sort of getting a lot of interest from people who are just starting out in photography. And I normally recommend to them to just take photographs. You know, if you have got a willing person there, take photographs, just practice practice. If you can charge for it, great. If you don't, it's really about building up a portfolio and confidence and expertise. So I wouldn't recommend not charging forever because what I have found, once you start charging, people treat you more professionally. When I didn't charge, people would sort of take advantage sometimes, but it was a great way of building a portfolio and building confidence and my skills. That's great advice and it makes a lot of sense. And definitely if you offer too many free sessions, then people might start taking advantage of you. I remember when I was in school, I got into photography when I was 12 years old. So I had a lot of schoolmates and classmates who wanted their pictures taken and I would offer free sessions. And I do remember having a lot of situations in which my skills were not appreciated and I was asked to take lots and lots of photographs. But it was also, like you said, a very good experience for me. It definitely boosted my confidence and helped me 
build a good foundation for my portfolio. So yeah, I think it's a, a matter of understanding when to strike, when to set boundaries, when to start charging. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and don't leave it too long. And then what I, I didn't, when I first started charging, I didn't charge a huge amount. And then I sort of started realizing that actually, you know, if I'm, I work really, really hard. I did this alongside being a mother and I didn't want to be taken advantage of. Also, I decided that I didn't want to be the best kept secret, you know, after all this hard work. So it was a time when I actually just made a decision, right, come on, let's step out of my comfort zone and start charging and also start connecting and working on the SEO and building up an SEO so people could find me online. So there does come to that stage, I think, in your career where you just sort of think, right, come on, time to step up and not hold yourself back. Yeah, no, it sounds great. Once you get that feeling, it's definitely a sign that you need to take it to the next level and start charging or start building your own online presence, whatever it is, something that can help you take your work to the next level is really important. Absolutely. Without a doubt, one of your biggest strengths as a photographer is connecting with models and making them feel comfortable. And that's something that you mentioned on your website as well. What advice would you give to photographers who want to achieve that? So the first thing I'd sort of say is I'm I'm a naturally curious person and I like people. So my first advice would be to say in portrait photography, it's great if you're if you've got good social skills that you're sort of interested in people and you get along with people and portraiture isn't something that's there for everybody every photographer so the way that i work with people initially i introduce myself i ask questions i put them at ease by asking them questions i'm curious about what they do have they got family, where they've been on holiday. I just, and also asking questions distracts them from the nerves of having a shoot. I work with people, not kind of supermodels. And most of the people I work with are very nervous about having their photograph taken. So the more you make them feel at ease by just asking them questions, finding out about them, giving them a cup of tea, the more at ease that they feel. I also, I'm not attached to my cameras. I don't have, what do you call it, a strap around my camera. So it's almost like I'm having a conversation with my subject, with my camera at my side that I then pick up as and when I take the shot and then I put the camera down, start a conversation again, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes absolute sense. I really like this approach. I've never actually heard of someone doing it that way. Usually there's a camera strap around your neck. It's the case for me. And (laughs) I guess it creates a boundary or a wall between you and the model because then it's the camera in between you two and that can create a sense of isolation. And to me, the camera is a way, I like connecting with people. I'm naturally curious and interested and I like people. And the camera is my tool to sort of connect with people. Yeah, that makes total sense. And it definitely puts people at ease when the camera isn't always in their face. And when you are asking them questions and people, I think, feel when somebody is genuinely interested in them and and just loves people, just as I think when you go out and meet people in different countries and they don't speak your language. You communicate with them using your hands, for example, but there's this connection. You can feel that 
you're both interested in one another. And mm, absolutely. Yeah, just having that connection as the foundation is key. And then from then you can just build a relationship and make them feel comfortable in front of your camera. And also sort of give them a good time. This is, a, again, you know, most people that come to me for photography, they're nervous. They're worried about how they're going to look in front of the camera. And if you just give them a genuinely sort of great time, then they sort of leave and go, gosh, you know, I didn't expect to actually enjoy the session. Yeah, that's an amazing feeling, I bet, for them, because as you said, you mainly don't work with supermodels. You work with normal people and those people don't even know that they look good in front of the camera sometimes when they see a different side of themselves it's probably very exciting and great boost of confidence for them absolutely and that's another thing I like to do through photography is to make people feel good about themselves and confident I think that's an incredible superpower that photographers have especially portrait photographers we have this amazing opportunity to make people feel more comfortable in their skin when they usually don't and show them a different side of themselves, as I said earlier. So that's something you definitely do very, very beautifully and gracefully. Business headshots are a completely different world of their own, I think. And I have no experience in headshot photography, so I'm really curious to know about your process. Do you have any tips for aspiring headshot photographers? So again, I'm Business photography is, it, it's a sort of, again, it's a different genre from, you know, corporate photography is a different genre to family photography, to personal brand photography. And I often work with large organizations and they're quite a few people to photograph in a day. So I can photograph up to 27 people in a day. For me, it's important to find out initially from the client what it is that they want to achieve from their session. And so initially at the first consultation, it's really listening to the client and what their brief is. I then sort of explain to them how I work. And again, because I'm a people's person, I advise them that I am not a conveyor belt photographer and I don't want a line of people waiting for their shoot and coming in like at the cattle market and I have one minute per person and then the next person. So generally I advise them in order to capture great headshots, I need at least 15 minutes per person. And each person, so we do a schedule before the day and then each person arrives and I initially get them to start off by taking a deep breath and just grounding themselves and just having a pause. Because most people, they're, they're having their headshot done in the office. It can be quite awkward. You've come from a busy day. You've got other stuff in your head and your mind. And so I just say, just arrive and pause. And we have a couple of minutes of just decompressing kind of thing. And then I say to them, there's nothing you can do wrong doing the session at all. How do you feel about having your portrait taken? And that I will direct them throughout the session. And then we start the session and I I explain to them exactly what it is we're trying to achieve. You know, that I want to capture a good, professional, friendly, approachable headshot, one quite serious and one sort of kind of fun. And then we sort of go from there. And the other thing I'd say about sort of corporate headshot photography is you need to be professional and organized because the clients, they're busy people. They don't have much time 
for you. But then again, you want to make them feel like human beings. And then at the end of the session, I overwork with my assistant who helps them select their headshot on site, which means that it's really important for me that each subject is happy with their portraits. I generally recommend to my client that they opt in for this service that each sitter can select their image because then they're happy with their photograph and it's really happy. You know, it's really important to me that the person is happy because that image is going to be on the website for God knows how long. And then at the end of the day, I get back and I send the images directly to my editor and then our turnaround is about 48 hours, three days. So it's not only great portrait photography, but it's exceptional service as well that I try to give the corporate clients. Well, actually all my clients, to be honest. That's a really interesting and unique approach and very professional, very organized. What stood out the most to me about your answer was when you told me that you tell your clients that there's nothing they can do wrong. When you said that, for some reason, I relaxed just imagining myself being in front of your camera. If somebody told me there was nothing you can do wrong, I would feel very confident in front of the camera. It's a really nice thing to say, I think. And it shows that just saying a few words as a photographer can make a huge difference to your shoot. And also people arrive to the shoot really nervous about what am I going to do? Do I stare at the camera? Do I need to smile? Is my hair okay? There's all this noise that they bring with them to the shoot. So in my opinion, the more I can sort of just get them to settle and be calm and to reassure them, it's really important to reassure each subject that there is nothing that they can do wrong, that I, I'm i the eyes, so I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'll do something to make them smile or I'll make sure their shirts are straight or their hair's okay. So as much as possible, enjoy the session. When you talked about being not being a conveyor belt photographer, it reminded me of my school days. So every year, a school photographer would arrive, and it would be literally a conveyor belt. It did not feel like a genuine connection, which completely makes sense. I mean, it's school photography, but I remember being super nervous, a nervous wreck, and I would sit in front of that photographer. He would take a couple of photographs and then just shout, next. And it just felt very cold, to be honest. So it's it's good to know that. And connection to me is so important. Even if you've got 10, 15 minutes per person to be able to connect with them. And I find if I haven't connected, I feel that I feel sort of like I've, I'm not, I don't know, I just get quite down. You know, there's no connection. I, I like to connect with people and to make people feel like human beings is really important. Absolutely. Yes. To make them feel like they're valued and that that you're genuinely looking at them, genuinely listening to them, all of those things can help them feel more comfortable. And I also like what you said about the nature of business photography. Of course, I mean, in general, in portrait photography, there are similarities within those subgenres. But I think in business photography specifically, people are so busy, as you said, and they are thinking about something completely different and you just have around 15 minutes left with them to take those photographs. So you have to adjust to that kind of environment. So it's also a matter of understanding what each genre offers and the requirements and the expectations in each genre, like in business photography. Yeah, I agree. Because each genre is, has a very different and unique approach. Our online photography community is a place where you can grow your skills and learn something new every single day. 
If you want to join conversations like this one and connect with like-minded photographers from across the world, you're in the perfect place. We have a special discount code for our podcast listeners. We're offering 50% off your first year as an extraordinary or limitless member. Go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code greatbigphotographyworld. Of all the genres that you specialize in, I'm sure that you love each and every single one of them equally, but I'm curious to know, at this point in time, is there any genre that you're particularly drawn to? I do love corporate photography because what I love about it, it it gives me an insight into what's happening in the world. I would not know anything about consultancy firms or fintech or blockchains. It exposes me to a grown-up world, which I, I do love. But my favourite genre of photography is the work that I do with women in my quintessential women shoots. And as a photographer, my voice is very much to make people feel good about themselves and confident. And I love working with women and taking my subject into nature. And for me, nature is a metaphor for abundance and possibility and opportunity. So capturing my subject in nature is kind of where my voice comes out. And I love also the color and the texture of autumn leaves and spring blossom. So I think that is probably my my favorite work that I do. And it also gives me a whole day with one person. So it's a real opportunity to sort of connect and have fun as well. Yeah, definitely sounds like a lot of fun. That was one of the genres that I looked through when I was looking at your portfolio. And it's just called women photography, which I think is very beautiful. What are the concepts like for each shoot? Do you talk to the client beforehand? Do you insert a little bit of your own concept into each shoot? I'm just curious about the process. So the quintessential women shoot is very much curated to each individual. So again, as a photographer, my work is very much about the person I'm photographing. So we have an initial consultation and I listen again to what they would like to achieve from the session. How are they feeling about themselves and what type of shoot they want to do? A lot of women come to me because they sort of want a fun experience. So they want to make it kind of like a fashion shoot where we involve a hair and makeup artist and we very much style the outfits for the session. Other women come to me because they are looking for a boost in confidence. So it's very much more of a sort of nurturing experience about leaving them feeling good about themselves. Sometimes they've sort of just got divorced and they're not feeling great or they've just had babies and they've got all this sort of baby weight. And it's a really brave thing to do a quintessential woman shoot because a lot of I find a lot of people don't want to be seen and people that can sort of step up in front of the camera and be seen I think they're terribly brave and for me it's it's a wonderful sort of kind of nurturing experience I really want to find out about where they are what they want to achieve and then we create where we're going to do the shoot whether they want to do a location shoot and be sort of in abundance or whether it's more sort of in their home. I like working in people's homes as well, because I find that your own environment is part of your portrait. 
as well. You know, the outfits that you wear reflect your character and your personality. Your The space that you live in is also part of your personality. So often we work in people's homes and that's quite interesting. So it's very much led by each individual and what they would like to achieve. And then I start the more, and then we sometimes share images. I sort of say, you know, let's start a Pinterest board and start sharing images. And the more visuals I get, the more I can sort of start letting my own creative juices flow and sort of get ideas for the shoot. So by the time the the sort of the day of the shoot arrives, I've already got quite a lot of ideas in my head and then we arrive and we style the clothes for the session and then what I love about photography is you you have a sort of almost like a recipe of what you want to achieve but then it just sort of unfolds organically and you sort of just let it sort of go and go with the flow and be open for sort of unexpected opportunities, for example. I mean, one of my favourite shots is a shot I took of a young lady. We were doing a quintessential woman shoot in Holland Park. And then this guy walked past of two bulldogs. And I kind of said, hey, can we borrow your bulldogs for a couple of seconds to have in the shot? And he went, yeah. So we have grabbed the bulldogs and took this shot. And it's actually probably one of my sort of most iconic shots. But it completely happened by accident. I love that way of just being open to opportunity during the session. I absolutely love it as well. First of all, I like that you have those consultations with your clients first, and then you work together and you start having the shoot and you're open to all these opportunities like the Bulldogs. That's such an amazing thing that happened. And it's so cool that it ended up being one of your favorite photographs. I think that's just the power of being open to spontaneity and working with what life gives to you. I think it can really help you grow as a photographer if you're not always strict with what you're planning, but also open to those changes. It's good to have a plan and then go with the flow. Exactly. Yeah. I've had so many amazing opportunities with flows and just things happening all of a sudden and me embracing them. Oftentimes that led to unforgettable photo shoots. So it's really nice to hear that someone else has experiences like that as well. And yeah, it's it's fantastic that you empower people. I'm very grateful to meet a photographer like you who is so open to helping others feel better about themselves. And as you said, the clients as well, it's so brave of them, so courageous to step forward and be willing to be seen, which is definitely not easy to do. I have one more question for you, and that is, what is the one thing you'd like to achieve in this great big photography world? Ah, oh, now there's a question. And I've been thinking about this and thank you for the question, but I think it's quite simple, really. And that through photography, I want to bring joy and happiness to people and to leave them feeling good about themselves and to love and accept themselves as they are right now. What a beautiful answer. I love the simplicity of it, but I think it's also very difficult to achieve as a concept. And yet, as a photographer, you're doing it wonderful. You're already getting closer and closer to that goal because in my opinion, all of the models in your photographs look very serene and confident and peaceful. Even in the business photos, they look confident and it really shows and reflects your skills as a person and as a photographer. So thank you so much for everything you're doing for the photography community. 
I had so much fun speaking with you and I wish you the very best with your journey moving forward. Well, thank you. And it's been lovely to speak to you as well, Tay. And and, um, thanks for inviting me on. Thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. I also hope that you learned something new about portrait photography. I definitely did. I really like the way that Serena communicates with clients and the way that she makes them feel comfortable in front of her camera. If you have any questions for Serena, or if you just want to share your thoughts on this episode, make sure to join our online photography community. There's a link to it in the description. See you next week. Our photography community wouldn't be what it is without its amazing members. We're working on many exciting projects and have lots of great perks waiting to be discovered by you. For a small monthly fee, you'll receive all kinds of perks. If you join as an extraordinary member, you'll get an ad-free experience, access to every subforum, access to our 52-week project, the ability to connect with all of our members, and more. As a Limitless member, you'll get all of the perks that I just mentioned and access to all of our premium courses and Lightroom presets. This is the perfect opportunity for anybody who wants to elevate their skills without paying thousands of dollars for courses. We're sure that you'll love being a part of our community if you're a fan of this podcast. In addition to meeting new people, you'll learn something new about photography every day, which will help you improve quickly. It's also much more fun to take photographs when you have a group of amazing photographers supporting you. Go to photographycourse.net to find out more and to get 50% off your first year as a member. We can't wait to see you in our community. And again, just as a reminder, go to photographycourse.net slash join to claim your discount with the code GREATBIGPHOTOGRAPHYWORLD. We can't wait to see you there. There's a simple reason why photographycourse.net is the highest rated photography community in the world. It's because the people who use it made it that way. Why not join us right now? Improve your skills, get exposure, and discover an exciting new world of photography. While you're at it, claim your special discount code by going to photographycourse.net and entering the coupon code PODCAST to get 50% off your first year as a premium member.